This is Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I am your host, Master Dion. This unique podcast is a raw and unapologetic glance into the forbidden world of kink. We're here to defunct the misconceptions and to stimulate your curiosities around the kink lifestyle. We're going to hit you with harsh realities of the who and what of the kink world through powerful conversations and kinky fun. This podcast is for anyone from the curious newbie to the veteran keister to use this platform to express, grow, and play in this mysterious lifestyle. As always, keep it kinky. What up, kinksters? Welcome to episode nine. Episode nine of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. I'm here today to tell you that Aaron Rodgers has now joined the Broncos. No, I'm, I'm just wish. I'm hoping for that to happen. Don't listen to me. And maybe it's a, maybe it'll be true by the time this fucking episode comes out. We'll have Aaron Rodgers as a Bronco. Yes, I'm a Bronco fan. So anyway, how are y'all doing today? We're in here um, getting we're getting ready to start setting up for the previous weekend's party, which will be the weekend that when we're recording it. But when this comes out, it'll be happy in the previous week. So by the time that you hear this episode, we will already have uh, the Beyond Kinks Kinky Rooftop Party with X-Rated After Party at the Church of Kink. I think I told y'all last time that the Church of Kink was not available. But Master Dion worked his magic. And now we have... The Church of Kink. And if you haven't been to the Church of Kink, by the time that this comes out, it's going to be too late because it'll be the last time we'll have the Church of Kink. So we, we, um, sorry that you didn't get a chance to do that, come to that place, but it's, uh, it was a nice when it last, it was nice while it lasted, right? So this is a, we're recording here. It's a nice sunny day. I'm, 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 but I got a little, Water massage and did a little sauna. I feel I was feeling a little bit better, and uh, you know I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to be in a negative. I'm hungry. I should have ate. I don't want to eat. I never like to eat before I do my podcast. I just like to knock it out, then then chill and eat what I want. So I'm a little hangry, but I'm also I'm also feeling energized about doing this because I got a fucking long night of doing this and then going and setting up the church of kink and uh then tomorrow setting up for the rooftop and if you don't have if you happen not to make this rooftop party that sucks for you but we uh we have it reserved for three more dates beyond this so you'll there'll be some other opportunities to be a part of the rooftop party i want to give some shots out real quick to there's um some people out of state. And I I know I'm focused a lot. I'm trying not to, but I know that kind of centralized in Denver. And um and I got reached out to a couple of people. Um person down in in New Mexico who reached out saying, you know, you need to put INM on more and and you suck and she's better than you. So I was like, all right, well, we'll put her on more. You know, I'm not gonna hate if he's if he doesn't want to hear my voice the whole goddamn five hours, then he wants to hear somebody sexier. Well, so be it. 
me also give some shots out to some people out. In, I can't even begin to name either town in Kansas, but they reached out and um, uh, talking about they wasn't going to take the trip to come out to the party. They decided not to come to this one, but they also listened to the podcast out there in Kansas. I have no idea what the, I, I actually know a lot about Kansas and with the town that they she told me that she was from. I have no clue of where that is. And I didn't care anymore to hear about where it was. But as a shouts out to Kansas and New Mexico. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope we get some people in some popular places. But I mean, you know, I say New Mexico and Kansas. Here we go. Shots out. So before I kind of get going into today and talk about announcements and, and, and antidote, let me give you a nice little intro. The regularly now, um, what do you call it? The uh, guest host or my, I'm, if I'm Batman, she's my Robin. Like Robin's a is a neutral name, right? Robin's neutral. All right, so I can call you my Robin, Miss I and M. How you doing today, Miss I and M? I am doing very well. Thank you. Well, that's great. I'm glad you're doing well. That didn't tell me anything, but I mean, it's it's. I know that you this week, which will be last week. Well, you were having a um, kind of a little bit of an issue, a little bit of a tummy issue. So I'm just wondering, how are you feeling? I'm not quite as great as I'd like to be. And the show must go on. The show must go on? Yeah. So I heard a rumor that when you take at least nine inches of BBC in the ass that it fucks with your stomach, could that have been the case? Can't tell. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> well I, I'm, I, don't, I don't have that answer, but, you know, I, let's let's kind of get going on today. I appreciate you being on and... um uh, where we are starting to progress into a better format, and I'm I'm happy that you're here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So announcements today. Well, you know, no, we have no point. Of, I, I got the wave, and there's no point of doing announcements. Okay, perfect, because I sure didn't want to do them. But um, we, oh, when this comes out, that's why we'll be done, right? When the fuck? So we record? No, no, that's not true. That night. Yes, right. So when this podcast comes out, in a couple hours after that, we'll be having a kinky curious. So we need people to kind of get some tickets. So, you know, like right now we're at one or two tickets. So if you're curious and you want to jump in, buy a ticket and come on down. It's only $10. It's just a, a place to hang out. And we, we're not going to, we're going to have it no matter what. You know, we want, if it's one person coming through and then, you know, we... Uh, we want to make sure that they, they get the information that they need. And uh, uh, hopefully you come through. We definitely want you to come through because we have some fun stuff play uh, planned. We're actually going to do a, a kinky version of speed dating. So we want you to all come out and have some fun with us and um, try out our little game. So if we do a one-person speed dating, it's going to be 100% success, right? <laughs> You're batting a thousand. You and your hand. Perfect. All right. So, um, yeah, that's all we had for announcements. Now let's talk about shit that happened this last week. All right. So, last this last week, uh, it's two weeks ago when 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 you actually hear this podcast, but it was Mother's Day, and there's a little interesting stuff that happened on Mother's Day. 
Uh, I don't even know. I uh, my mother cares, but doesn't really care. She tells you she doesn't really care, but then if you don't get nothing for her, she'll probably be her feelings hurt. So I got her some gift that the wifey had got for her mother, and we're not that. I don't know. We're just not that sentimental. Like, yeah, like give me a, a gift card, and that's fine, or something like that. Oh yeah, some shoes or something. But the wifey had got this gift, and uh, <laughs> she got this gift for her mom, and it was like a, it paid, I think it cost me like $90, you know, you paid $90, and uh, your mom goes out online and fills out stuff that happens with the family, and then basically writes a story, I think it's once a week or once a month or something like that, and then at the end of it, it gets made into a book. And so now you have this book of a year of uh, of what you did with the family and stuff like that. Oh, how sweet. My mother was like, well, uh, you want me to do something every goddamn week and fill out this form? And I was like, what the hell? She, I was like, well, you know, it, it's, you know, the, the wifey's mom liked it and she thought it was sweet. She was like, ah, oh, okay. Well, thanks for adding some. I've retired. So why are you adding shit to my plate? And I was like, all right, well, I, I was trying to do something different, but then eh, it didn't work out. As far as the wifey, and uh, I had to cook. I had to take care of the kids. I mean, this was it was it was an impossible task, but I was able to knock out some of that shit. I don't know. The, oh, they went and they went and did facials. All the Wifey and the sisters and mom. And so I had to deal with having kids all all day. I love them kids, but you know, all day. It's a sacrifice that I was willing to make for one day, one day out of a year, celebrate Mother's Day. So I and M, how did you first of all, I know you're a, a mother and you have a mother. So how did you celebrate Mother's Day? Well, it's it's kind of funny that you're talking about that gift that your wifey picked out for her mom and uh-huh. your mom because my daughter did that for my mom. Oh shit! <laughs> I know it's That's really funny. popular, whatever it is. It's very popular. So you can tell your mom that if she just does it every once in a while, then you'll have some memoirs and some things for the grandkids or great grandkids down the line. It doesn't have to be every single week. Does it require work? It does. All right, but it's She's relatively small. She's and she retired. gets to choose when she wants to do it. That's the cool thing about that. Oh, idea. okay. It's a choice. All right. It's a choice. All right. Um, let's see. So my Mother's Day, we have a family tradition of going shopping for flowers and planting my mom's yard with her for Mother's Day. Oh, so wow. we did that on Saturday. Nice. And then Sunday, uh, two of my four kids live in town. And they were doing brunch for me on Sunday morning. And then we were going to have a big family thing um, Sunday evening. But on my way to my daughter's house, I got really sick. I got chills and oh, man. all kinds of crazy. So I didn't get to eat, and I didn't get to go to the evening thing. I just went home, went to bed. Well, that sucks. But you enjoyed the time within your kids and 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 your mom, and, and so we should be appreciative of what Absolutely. we have. Absolutely. Right? Saturday was fabulous. We had a really good day. My mom's yard looks really great. And I actually planted some flowers for myself. So I'm a happy camper. Nice. I love flowers. So I did herbs and edible flowers. 
Edible flowers? Is that a, is that a weed thing or is that something else? No, it, oh, I wasn't I talking know. about weed. Edible I was talking flowers. about pansies and violas and Johnny Jump Ups. And you can eat those things? Yes. What is it? Is it you just eat them just because or is it like like healthy? They make salads look really pretty. Oh, so they're not, they're just a decoration. But they taste good too. Okay. All right. All right. Well, just remember when you nod your head that nobody can see it because. Agreed. It, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so don't nod your head. Say yes. All right. Um, Okay, well, um, I wanted to also talk about what the release to now, what the hell would it be? It could be two weeks ago when this episode cut, or a week and a half, um, the release of Master Dion Talking-ish. And I told y'all, I told y'all it was going to be some really kind of raw type of, uh, I don't know, vulnerable type of shit. You know, people... I had been getting some comments about before I had made it, like, you know, hey, people like to know kind of the intimate you and the rawness of you. And so in my way, that's the kind of way I put it out there. And I'm not a poet in any kind of sense, but for some reason, when I was thinking about this episode, I decided to do it as a as a poetry. And if you haven't listened to it, it's called Fuck You, Thank You. And it just... I, it, it was just like me literally just vomiting onto the microphone. Like I literally was was just, I wrote down a little bit, but it was just kind of from the dome where I was just, just kind of spilling out a lot of the shit. And trust me, I didn't even come close to covering all the fuck yous that I could possibly cover. But I wanted to hit y'all with something about that was really intimate to me and how you know, I've been mad and I've been appreciative. I've been um, angry. I've been um, thankful to um, many people in my life. And my life, and uh, I just wanted to kind of get that out there. I, I and M, I, I haven't. I can't even listen to it to it a second time. It was just. It's too much for me to listen to it. But when you first heard it, how did you feel about it? Oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't the only one. I know there's some other listeners that uh, cried too. I'm a, I'm a vulnerable person and uh, love people's people when they open their hearts. Makes me happy. And, and to hear both the pain and the gratitude was really a beautiful gift. So thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, I did. We did hear a couple of people say about, about crying. And I was like, I'm not trying to make people cry. And I'm just trying to let y'all realize that I'm just a fucking human being as just anybody else. You know, I, no matter what title and no matter how tough I am, you know, there's, there's still hardships of growing up. And it's about what you, how you build yourself up as you move forward. No matter what the trauma is, just try to work on it and keep moving forward and not giving up, right? I don't know what the fuck is to give up. So anyway, that was kind of like what was happening this whole last week. I didn't, what the hell happened this week? I mean, this week has been, you know, it's just been a lot of prep for these parties this last, this previous week from when this episode is coming out. But, um, you know, it's been, it was raining all the beginning of the week and then now it's sunny. And uh, I don't know. It's just been, poker's been boring. Fuck. I'm like, they just, in if you're not in Colorado, they just, um, on the, 15th? Yeah, on the 15th, 
what wait a minute, fifties is in a couple of days. I don't when is they on the first of May. On the first of May, they uh opened our casino town, which is called Blackhawk, to no limit gambling. And due to COVID and what do you call it? What's the PUA or what's the unemployment? Like there's their staffing sucks. So there's like all these beautiful games and you can play these higher limits and everything like that. They ain't got no motherfucking staff. So then you're waiting to play. It's taking three to five hours to sit on a fucking poker table. It's fucking ridiculous. So they have a massive problem because when I talk with them, they're like, well, nobody wants to come back and work because they're getting that unemployment. And that unemployment means they don't have to drive all the way up to Blackhawk. And if you are not familiar where Blackhawk is, if you if you if you know where Denver is, then it's about a 45-minute drive to get to Blackhawk. So it's not it's not right around the corner. And for most of those casinos, now I'm advocating for the fucking the staff that's going up there. The fucking casinos don't pay for the staff to to transport up there. You got to pay your own fucking way so, to go up to work at Blackhawk. So they're not giving no incentives. So these motherfuckers is getting their unemployment and staying at home. They're like, why would I fucking go up there? Well, it fucking hurts me because now I can't fucking play poker. Or I got to sit up there, look like a jackass. Or you know what they really want you to do is jump on those other goddamn games. This is not a gambling show, but I just thought I would get that out there for a little antidote for why I've been fucking pissed and I can't, my routine is getting thrown off. So, well, I haven't even told you what today's topic was today. What the hell? What is today's topic? What are we talking about today? Well, today is about the imminent collision of two different worlds. Going from fantasy to reality. Now, we've covered a lot of those different pieces. But there was like more of like, okay, I'm, I'm listening to, to the podcast. I'm... Seeing, I'm looking online, I've built a profile, I've did all this stuff, I'm thinking about going to events, or I've went to events, but I haven't really interacted with somebody. I haven't really decided to go into like a relationship, or I haven't really decided to do a scene or anything like that. Well, you know, like these, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, is like, there's that fantasy about it for a while until you, you almost... It's like plugging your nose and jumping into the fucking water. You know, like you just like you just trying to jump in and hopefully that you come out and you don't drown, right? So it's it's a it's a um something I wanted to talk about from the beginning, and we've covered a lot of it. And I just don't want it to to kind of fade away. We wanted to kind of focus on that about the the moving from fantasy to reality or trying to like the reason why we say the imminent um collision of two different worlds, because for most people, you know, there's some there's some people that are out there that can, you know, schizophrenic and they can sit there and do both worlds and there's not a fucking problem with it. But for most people, it's hard to keep those two worlds separate for the fucking rest of your life. I mean, it's gonna have to, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a point where you're either destroying yourself or you're destroying the people around you because you're not being totally open with both. I'm not saying that that's the, the ultimate answer for you, but at some point, these these worlds are going to collide. So, you know, 
I said something here, and I and I and them didn't have a clue what I was talking about, and I don't know what I was talking about. But I said going from fantasy to reality and the ease with time and availability. Yeah. What I meant by really time and availability was more of a you know like not trying to just rush into it. Like like I said, you know, like don't just jump into it. Maybe doing those things that we've talked about, the steps that you've taken, and um, wait till you're not so you got. Three kids, you got a job, and and some, and your partner has a job, and and all this, and you're trying to squeeze this in. Sometimes that's just, you know, you're just making it even more tougher because now you got to take away from. If you got a full schedule, you're taking away from your children, or you're taking away from family time, or something like that. So maybe it's it's when you become an empty nester, or maybe it's after a divorce. You know, I'm not trying to wish divorce on people. Or maybe it's when you're um, single, or maybe it's when you've talked to your partner and you've decided to block out some time or something like that. Um, the what we're going to kind of cover is, you know, going from fantasy to reality. I think, and I and I, I think you would kind of agree with me on that. But going from fantasy to reality has actually grown as far as fantasy now. Well, maybe since the mid '90s when the internet kind of jumped on. So we want to talk about, which I have very little experience with, but pre-internet, kinky and jumping into the lifestyle compared to after the internet or when, you know, I'm not going to, don't, I don't want nobody, no nerds to hit me up and tell me, well, the internet started in 1970. I'm talking about when AOL, okay, AOL started coming out and people started chatting and started getting freaky on, on the internet. I have no idea. I don't care when the internet started. I'm talking about when we're actually everybody, most, how about the general public was using the internet? Um, and then, so we'll talk about a little history and the difference between the two and the impact and awareness. Um, before we kind of uh, dive into that, I just want to get, this is actually a <laughs> a dual episode. So I don't want to, I mean, not a dual episode. This is a, both of us are going to participate in this. So I and M, before we jump into it, I just want to know what your thoughts about this whole imminent collision of, of the two different worlds. And this whole going from fantasy to reality. Well, I have a little story about going from fantasy to reality. Because I've been in the lifestyle for, I don't know, a couple months maybe. And um, I heard a story. I met this couple. And the husband told me that every year for her birthday, he gave the wife a gangbang that ended in bukkake. And like, Jackpot. <laughs> and like <laughs> three to 12 guys would show up and he'd sit back and he'd watch and he'd video. And I couldn't get it out of my mind. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was had. So um, that, that whole story kind of haunted me. At the time, the bukkake piece really kind of grossed me out, but... That was me at that time, and uh, but the gangbang part was like haunting me. And about six months later, um, I was telling a lover about that, and he said, "Well, why not do it?" He mm-hmm. goes, "I'd love to see you get banged by a bunch of other dudes." And da da da. And I just looked at him, and I remember being in shock because I didn't know that people actually got off on that. Mm. It was so outside of my reality that the fantasy seemed untouchable. Yeah. Well, I think so. There's there's that part where that's we'll bring up a little bit later. But it was like you almost got reassurance, or you almost got that person is is not going to judge you about it. So then it starts to open that door up for you 
that you can the possibility of doing that. It was yeah. It was not only he wasn't going to judge me, but he was into it yeah. just as much as I was. So it was like a mutual desire. If he was like, oh, hell no, what are you talking about? Why would you do something it like that? It probably never would have happened. Yeah, and see, that's those are those kind of barriers that would that could potentially prevent us from doing that kind of thing. And you're kind of getting that reassurance from somebody else or seeing that they're actually into it. Yeah. Where people are like, if you say something and they're like taken back and disgusted or something like that, then you're like, ah, oh, you know, I was just, I was just uh, talking about a movie or something. Like yeah. That. If it had been my husband, that would have been a completely different story. He would have freaked out. I'm sure he's a great guy since I don't know him. It's he's not, a great guy uh, and he's super, super, super vanilla. I, I how much more vanilla can you get than vanilla? Can you, I don't know. Is there more than vanilla? Is there levels to this vanilla? <laughs> Maybe it doesn't have any of those little vanilla beans in there. Respect. No, oh, I don't vanilla know. beans. Uh, I don't know. What are you? What are you writing on that? Huh? Smoking. Soaking. Soaking Mormon. Holy shit! That's mm. that's a no that's a depth that I don't even know. I don't even know that depth. Oh, that, Holy that's shit. that's your help, my friend. <laughs> well, we don't we don't. I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to go down that route. <laughs> but uh, let me let me answer your question just a tiny bit there, because you were asking like um, the imminent collision of the two worlds. Yeah. Luckily, I was already divorced by the time I stepped into the lifestyle because it would have been a problem in my marriage. Mm. And in fact, it's part of what caused the breakup of our marriage is because I knew I needed more than one. So that was- you needed more than one what? More than one big fat cock. Oh, big fat cock. Anyway, I needed more <laughs> than one lover and uh, my husband was a hell no to that. Oh, really? Yeah, he was. Oh. So that was- I I asked for an open marriage and he said nope. Yeah, that's a pride thing. It's definitely a pride thing. If it comes from the from the dominant personality, then maybe it's you know like all oh, that. But when it comes from, as you've said, you wasn't the dominant personality in the relationship, so then maybe it hurts the pride. Oh, it definitely hurt his pride, and he was the dominant one in our relationship yeah, that's for what sure. Saying. So like it was just this anyway. It was a messy relationship. At yeah, the end, that's we have a tough beautiful, spot right there. It was, it was a hard spot. But anyway, the imminent collision. So the collision for us happened when, when we brushed up against that edge. And so it did collide and we split. Well, as I'm saying, it, it collided and it repelled. It did. <laughs> Those worlds did. started to come, boom, yeah. and it bounced back. Like it's, uh, that's a very good point. Like, is that world, is those two worlds, uh, two solid marble balls and they're just going to repel each other because it's just not going to work. And that's a, that's, you know, like it, it's kind of opening up so many different things here. Cause my way, my way that I, my worlds collided didn't have those. Well, no, that's not true. It, it actually, it did have a little bit of collision too. Like when I, when I finally was like, I think I told you, Oh, I've told you I am, but I don't know if I've told, the listeners about how my last vanilla relationship, yeah, I, I'm gonna say it is my last vanilla relationship, was um, when I was in my mid twenties, and I could I couldn't stand it. I had already been kinky and I'd been that, and I was like, you know, I met her through the club, and 
you know, at that time, this is going to sound bad, but I had like this big Asian fetish. So it was like the first Asian girl and she was Korean and or Korean and black or something. I don't know what she was. I was with her for two years, but I don't know. I do not know what she was because she didn't know what she was. But in any case, I just I just never got the nerve to tell her about that. And this is before I was able to. Uh, I think I, if you heard my story, you know, I told my father, then I didn't care. But at the time, nobody kind of knew at that time. And um, so I was with her and we went on a couple of years and I just was miserable. I mean, she was great. It was great. I actually thought that there was probably a chance of being with her for the rest of my life and and all this stuff like that. She didn't have friends. She just doesn't end me. So I was like, it's perfect. You know, I, don't, I could go somewhere and. She didn't, she gambled and I gambled, so that didn't end up being good. But they, it it was it was commonality. But it, I got to the point. I got to, I was like I'm about to just go around and just be cheating on her because I needed to have this kink. So I just mentioned that I you know I'm I need you know have you considered I I need to uh, consider having a slave you know and and I get a little nervous now talking about that. This is fucking I don't know, twenty some years ago, but it was like, you know, like you know, ever thought about it? You know, I, I didn't. I think I identify as this, and I want a slave. And boy, she just went left. She was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Blah blah blah. No, why would you even use those type of words? Blah, so on and so forth. So my world collided there. So I was trying to, you know, emerge my kink world that I had basically just put away, and try to get my vanilla life and then and it repelled and the way that I handled it, which if you heard anything that I said, that sometimes you got to fucking sacrifice to get the ultimate goal. And, uh, and I ended up breaking up with her, not immediately, but very soon after. And it was the, it was one of the worst breakups I had had. I thought I really loved that girl. And I just knew I couldn't do that. I, I was just going to start cheating on her. I, I knew me. I knew that I was no way that I was going to, and she let me do a lot of stuff to her sexually. And it wasn't about, you know, the expansion of sex. It was like just the whole kinky part and and the control and stuff like that. So I, it just, I just could not, I just could not do this to her. I loved her enough to know that it, I wasn't going to be able to keep her around. And it destroyed her. It destroyed me. Um, you want to talk about, we had already basically, we're living together, destroyed our finances and everything. But I knew I could not do that. And it was probably one of the best decisions I had made. First of all, I wouldn't have been found my wife now, and I wouldn't be where I was at. I would be a miserable man right now. I, I know that. I just know I'd be a miserable man if I had uh, 20-some years with somebody. Who knows if I haven't even been with, been with the person at this point. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. There's, there's probably some, as these worlds collide, there's probably some of those repels happening. A lot in people's lives and until they were able to find those right people to do that. Yeah, and I think we don't want to, like I certainly didn't want to face losing my family and my husband and breaking everything apart. That was the last thing I wanted. And in fact, it took three years from the first time we talked about the divorce until we actually split. Yeah. And, you know, nobody wants the really hard stuff to happen because it's painful. It hurts. It's not pretty. It's messy. So nobody really wants that, but I knew that for my happiness that I couldn't go on in the same way. And that's so important. And I think that's 
people you should hear that like it's like this we're not it's not when nobody here is telling you that it's going to be easy to say oh well shit put the world together and it's all that it's actually going to probably be one of the most difficult things you do in your life i mean can you imagine that she was married i&m is married was married with several kids and and um you know like it was either going to destroy her or she was also going to, for her to be a better person to be a better mother i would assume that you had to have that kind of freedom and that kind of choice in your life i and, did yeah and still now i'm getting like just talking about it now i'm getting really emotional because yeah. it was one of the hardest times of my life yeah. and that choice is um a difficult choice to make and i understand uh being on the fence and not wanting to go there and honoring ourselves is really the most important thing we can do in our lives, whatever that is. Well, and I think a lot of people actually don't th- believe that. I think people actually will say, well, I'd rather suffer than have the people around me suffer. And it's a, you know, it's a, a selfless act. Uh, and it's hard to say, well, I want to think about myself. It's hard to say that because, you know, there's, if you're going through, if you're in a situation that's vanilla that will not allow you to emerge the world, then somebody's heart's going to be broken. Somebody's going to be upset. And if you're going through that, a lot of people will just say, well, I'll just deal with it. I'll just suffer and, and, and let everybody else be happy. But the thing is, when, when any one person is suffering, even if it's a silent suffering, everybody else around you can feel it. So Absolutely. it affects everyone else, even though you think you're the only one suffering. Absolutely. I like. I looked at, even when I looked back at that relationship with her, I was like gone all the time because I just couldn't, I, I didn't do anything, but I just couldn't be around her because it would just make me upset. And it was just so isolated. It, it just like, I rather, and it was one of those things where I'd rather be isolated because if I'm out in the kink world, then it's going to be some trouble happening. And then, you know, who the hell wants to... So I wasn't even happy. And maybe she was oblivious to it or not, but I'm sure she wasn't happy or she saw that I wasn't happy. And I, that's very important. And I'm, we're not here to tell you, you know, like what the choice to make. If you choose to live the life where you just... That you just can't... You can't let those worlds collide and there's too much invested. I don't... Uh, husband or wife and kids, a partner, uh, you have business together, you have a career, you have all these things. We're not telling you to destroy that stuff. We're saying that if you are, can identify with what we're talking about, where that you're suffering because you cannot collide, you cannot be open about your world. You cannot be open about um, the kinks that you have. You cannot be open about the environment you want to be in. Then you know, there are options. It, it sacrifices, and nobody's telling you any of the sacrifices, but there are options. And if you choose to do that, I can tell you this. You have two people that are talking to you today who have went through some hardship and have come out on the other side. It's not like we've, we've lost arms and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> we're still here. So there is, there is some light at the end of the tunnel if that's the decision you tried to, that you want to make. So I want that to be clear. Now let's kind of dive a little bit more into it. And when I say, and when we talk about this whole fantasy to reality and the differences between um, 
between the kink worlds from back in the days, I would say 80s, maybe early 90s, um, compared to when I was on. And I and M, I was, I am now 46. So the, the, it, my height in the game was about, what is it, 2001? I was 20, no, I was, it was about 95. And so 95, yeah, I was 20. Maybe a little younger, maybe 19 when I uh, started to really uh, get on the internet and the, how did I even get on the internet? I was in college and I had took this job doing tech support and they taught us about webcams and internet. So I think that's what I just started going on. I got AOL and paid and I, I could not believe. I was like, what? You got to pay for fucking to get on this? Didn't know what the hell to do. The only thing I knew was that through our tech support, that we had these little chat rooms. And so when people wanted to ask about their little webcams, then we would respond to those in those chat rooms. So I started discovering that there's AOL had this whole thing and you could find um, I don't know, sex chat rooms and stuff like that. And so I never even that was kind of my introduction. So previous to that, there's no internet. There's no, I mean, y'all. Y'all have it so much easier today. I mean, it's oh, when I say y'all, I'm talking about the younger generation. I think we all kind of still dive into it, but I mean, shit, you got apps, you got, I mean, Tinder. What the fuck are these apps? They got well, hinged. We got, well, we got OnlyFans too, so you can see all kinds of things. Yeah, out you can there. see, but I'm talking about actually getting with kinksters and stuff. Oh like yeah, getting yeah. with people. Like it's it's just so much shit that you can do now as compared to back in. When my older brother was going to the clubs and he was taking me when I was like 14 and he was, you know, it was all about how good your hair looked and how you was macking and stuff like that. It wasn't a, if y'all was hooking up, y'all was hooking up after the club and the car and then, or something like that. But it was, there was no, there was no internet to, to even dive into that scene. So I, I imagine the difficulties of not only meeting somebody, but then saying, I like a fist in my ass. How do you get to that point of that conversation? I mean, that seems like that's a several year process before you get to the conversation. Like, hey, you know what? Honey, can you stick your fist in my ass? You know? So I don't, I can't even contemplate. It's so long since the internet has been here. The interweb or, or I don't know what the old folks call it, but you know, that thing that go, that dial up. You remember the dial up? Dial up back in 1995. Kids, you don't understand it. There used to be a thing that they would dial up, go over your phone line. No, 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 no. I'm telling you the truth. This is internet. And we go over the phone line and it would be the slowest shit in the world. Do not. Somebody sent you a picture. You know how long it took to download their fucking picture? I don't think people have an understanding of that. I'm telling you, as far as broke ass Master Dion. It would take, somebody would send you a picture, and it would take like a fucking hour just to load that picture up. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It really wasn't, but it was amazing. It so was amazing because it was going from nothing to that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was amazing at that time. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got a lot of jack-off sessions sitting there, <laughs> sitting at home where before you had to go out and, you know... This is this is kind of aged me a little bit. 
when I was 18, when I was 18, I was at my first college and I used to go buy, uh, what do you call it? Um, Penthouse Story magazine. So I would just, I wasn't even looking at pictures. I was just jacking off to the stories. And this is, this is the kind of evolution that I had, uh, you know, like we, we had to jack off to a fucking magazine, you know what I mean? And I'm just jacking off the stories. So how in the hell do you know if people are being kinky? And there's some, there's some areas, obviously I was a kid, so I don't know exactly what the people in the 80s and stuff doing. Besides going to, there are still dungeons, there are still um, kink places. Um, it seems like they were kind of focused in the bigger areas, like New York and LA. And San Francisco, you know, like I was watching a um, a movie ab about this. Somebody would know, but it, about this, um, what do you call him? He was a promoter in New York, and he had, and he was um, he was gay, but he he was promoting all of these underground. Back then, it was called underground parties and stuff like that, and they would be dressed up in leather and and um, latex and stuff like that, and it's it's when I'm watching this movie or it's, it's it was a documentary, it, it was kind of what we embrace now. It was just straight gay trans people, whoever that were just um, partying. It, it was it was um, whatever that type of music was, death metal or whatever the fuck this type of music they had back then. But it was um, it was it was seen that those scenes and those people. That's kind of how they kind of got in that scene was the so fucking promoters were doing that kind of shit. Well, and there's a woman that I met um, in New Mexico who um, she created a phone line so people could call in there and get their kinky fantasies um, played out on really? the phone. Yep. I'll have to see if I can oh, get I her. I do remember the phone lines. Yeah, phone lines were a big deal. So I'll have to see if I can get her out here. And then she she also did some spinoff groups um, where they had like kinky, um, like what do you call it? Uh, like a, a, a group where people would come together and support each other. Support groups, kinky support groups she created. Back in the... Yeah, she was. I think she's day? been around since the 70s or early Holy 80s shit. for sure. Yeah. But you see the difference? Like it, it had to be. I forgot about the whole phone call thing before. I mean, they. I, I used to have. I had this friend. And this is not. This is in the two thousands. I was like, "What are you doing?" And I mean, it wasn't like this was in nineteen fucking eighty five. It was like, dude, they got this phone numbers. You call these phone numbers, and it was like a group chat with. And he hooked up with a couple of people from there, so it was like the phone tinder, from back in the early two thousands. It was the weirdest thing. I, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't sit there and talk to somebody and feel like I'm going to be attracted to them because I don't know what they look like. And that was right on the cusp of, I think we had, we, we obviously had cell phones, but we wouldn't have, there wasn't an ability to send a picture yet. Not just yet. This was probably 99, 2000. It's right on the cusp of really before we started being able to send pictures. In any case, um, yeah, I guess those, so it may seem archaic to people nowadays, but you know, using they had the sex phone lines and the sex phone chat conference groups. Obviously, there was promoters out there, and obviously there was um, support groups and stuff like that. Well, how much is that even lasted now? Like, I know there's like Clubhouse, and they're starting to use that whole phone thing again, which 
I mean, if you if you've heard this Clubhouse app, it's it's just the same old shit being regurgitated. I mean, it's just people talking on the line, but there's a point to it, and there's a and, and a lot of people are enjoying it. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but don't be fooled. This is not some revolutionary new type of thing. But you know, like if it's it's a situation now where you have all these opportunities to communicate with people and to now put yourself in an area where you don't have to feel like it's uh, I got to be ashamed or anything like that. But it's also creating this introverted type of personalities where people are now are protected by their computer screen or by their phone. And it's harder to get from that fantasy now because you got the protection of the screen, you got the protection of your phone, then you get into reality. Where back in the day, you know, maybe the phone was your protection, but if you wanted to go to these parties or something like that, you got to get your ass and go out there. Now it's... I mean, especially now with COVID, everybody's doing Zoom parties and and virtual parties. And it it's just making it even that much harder. I mean, of course, we have to worry about whatever um, diseases out there, stuff like that. But how do we, how has it impacted our lives where, uh, where us going from fantasy to reality? And to me, it's actually worked the opposite way. The internet has actually made it easier for me. And it's because I was able to uh, go to, I mean, I was, I was never been, a, I've never been a shy guy. So I was able to go to these parties, but it was just nice to know there was parties out there. It was nice to know that I can go out there and, and I'm not, you know, like I'm not the kind of guy that wears leather, wears uh, any kind of, I'm not gonna be wearing like a hood or something like that, you know. But it's a, it's I wanted to be in those type of environments, and so it was easy for me to go into those environments. And how did I find out about them? I found out from the internet, right? I mean, how do you find out about parties now? Like, how do you find out about any events? How do we promote our events? It's all through the internet. So to me, it was it makes it a lot easier. It de- it definitely makes it easier, and I also want to say, after living in a very small and populated state, I came from New Mexico, so the people in New Mexico and Oklahoma and Kansas, I feel your pain because I'm stuck in fantasy because there aren't enough people to fulfill my reality in my immediate area. So that's a good point. So, um, you guys down there in Kansas, please come see us. Because we want to support you and being true to yourself. Well, and I guess I, it's hard for me to to relate to that because even though I went to college in in a small town, you know, like I spent most of my time either in Denver or Las Vegas or L.A. So it's not really, I really can't speak to that. But I could definitely talk about how this is very the, this has impacted, which has also been a very negative type of thing in a way of, and which has made people more reserved than to come out because there's so many predators out there. There's so many violators. There's so many ways of falling into different traps. So if I, if I uh, was a young, especially submissive person and you're, you're very vulnerable, I don't want to say you're vulnerable, but you, you want to find somebody that can put a control over you or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's still the randomness of the internet. It's still, you only can believe in what gets put in front of you. 
it could be real, it could be fake. You know, like it's until you take that leap, and that's why if you follow our steps, meet in public, meet at a place that you're familiar with, let somebody know where you're going, those will kind of hopefully eliminate some of those things. Or tell them to go to a fucking party. Tell the person that I'll meet you at a party or something like that. But it's so it's so hard to 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 really tell you the right way to kind of do things. Now it's it's easier, I believe. Like I said, it was easier and it was helpful for me. Well, that's because those times that I entered in, most of the times I was at a single point. I was I didn't have a partner. And as you heard earlier, the stories is when your two worlds collide and your two worlds are are more involved. Of course, if your if your vanilla world is nothing but um, a job that you really don't care about, and you're single, and you don't really you haven't even started having kids yet, you know, besides the fact that you have to worry about your own personal safety, I mean, that's a lot more easier to have the worlds kind of collide together. Well, it's easier on one hand, but you still have to worry about your image because whatever you put out there is findable. So yeah, if you're going, you know. I mean, if you're going, but I'm just talking about as if you're trying to get into the world, and you're trying to say, oh, well, I don't have to hide or anything like that because my worlds can collide like that. But let's let's act like how most people are. You, I mean, I maybe the younger generations they're seeing it clearer or they're seeing it earlier. They're seeing the kinks earlier, but a lot of those people, thirty plus. 35 plus, uh, we've started lives. We've we've got children, we got family and stuff like that. So that's that's that impact that we talk about. That's that awareness that, you know, like the effect on the broader amount of people. It's easier when you're now you're in your 50s and you're an empty nester. It's easier when you're younger and you don't have any kids. But what about the majority of us that are in that middle part? How in the hell do you keep those worlds separate, or how do you put them together? We have a a, a good couple that I've known for a long time, and I and M just met within the last month or two, and they have young kids at home, but they 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 really still enjoy their kink life, and I and I mean they they're actually really incredible to me as far as the balance that they take. He works a couple of jobs, and they still have not I don't they're not babies or nothing like that, but they're tennis or something like that. And they and they still are able to live their kink life. It, it and that's something we should probably talk to. You know who I'm talking about? I don't want to mention their names. Um, um they just wrote this the the switch stories. So they you know they I had no idea they had kids. Yeah, there's I mean, you know, they 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 do a very good balance. I've I've actually um uh, met the kids back when I had the club open. Very, very smart kids and uh, very intuitive, and and they're well spoken, well taken care of. I, I, I just, I, I really was a, a fan of the how they were able to live this balance. I don't think the kids knew much. I'm not saying that anything like that, but they were really kind of uh, uh, mixed in. The, the, the that balance though, that that collision of the worlds, is it real? Is it realistic? Maybe that's not even a fucking. Maybe we're talking about some shit that's just not realistic. Because I, I, for some people, they're like, "Oh, that's great. I'm glad you were able to do it, Dion." But and I and M, you waited. 
And so it what what it world collided, you know, like that that imminent collision. We're we're saying it's going to happen. I mean, it's no matter what, good or bad, it's going to happen. But it all Inum had a different way of doing it. I had a different way of doing it. Like I col- I put my world together before I found my next next partner. May it be a vanilla partner or a kinkster partner. But they everybody was going to know who I was already from the beginning. Because I just could not do that anymore. So that that uh God, it's it's so there's no easy answer for this because it, no matter what your your situation is going to be uniquely yours and and how you deal with it is how much you have support in the kink world and how much you have support in the vanilla world. Like it's I it's just so hard for me to talk about if you're if you're a, a person that likes all this extreme kink or you know just the kink and just like to be around those type of people. Uh, when I say those type of people, I mean us. But you know, like, and your partner is so much not into that, and they have this whole other vision. You know, is it unfair to now take away their vision? You know, is it fair to for them to take away from your vision? It's like, it's like there's not a really a right answer for it. There's just the best choice, or the if you know that the worlds are going to collide at some point, then the prep work is going to be the best thing that you can probably do. Or or we just simply know that we have this one life and it's a small period of time. It's finite. Um, do I want to live it in hiding or do I li- want to live it honestly? Yeah. I mean, I wish everything was that simple. I know. Obviously, you know. I, there's nothing simple about that, actually. Yeah. It sounds simple, but in actuality, it's for me, it was a breaking apart of my family. Yeah. So there was nothing simple about that. Yeah. It's definitely not a simple thing. Um, all right, let's kind of move on. Vanilla kink balance. I mean, it's it's such a difficult thing. Like it's when you ask when people ask me about how I do it, and I, and again, I I there's one on there's one thing that I couldn't do. I could not have a vanilla life. But there was some. I what I did was ask my partner, my wifey, what were some rules that she needed. And so trying to create a balance, we obviously had to sacrifice on both sides to make this relationship type work. And if you if you don't, if you haven't heard me say it already a million times, she does not want to be in the lifestyle. She is 100% vanilla. I mean, maybe not 100%, but she's vanilla and she doesn't want to be in this lifestyle. And we had to come to this whole agreement. She knows... I would say 95% of everything. You know, I don't, I don't it's not like I'm going up there reporting you and report on everything that I do in the lifestyle, but she I mean she's she's supportive of all my parties, of my podcast and everything like that. But it's just not for her. And and so you know there was those guidelines, or there's those rules, I should say, those rules and I have to respect those rules and that's the reason why we've been able to work for 11 years and we're still going. I did, you know, like, you know, I and him, I just, you know, like I look at you and I said, okay, you know, like you, um, you, you've told me sometimes, or you just, you know, like you, you're, you're a single woman now and, and you've embraced the kink life. Um, 
But I mean, it, it seems like I get this from a few different single women. It's like, but it's now trying to find a potential partner in the lifestyle. It doesn't seem to be as, I don't know, as simple or as, as like it's harder to line up with um, other people when you're actually trying to look for a partner. I don't know if it's harder or not harder because of the kink lifestyle. I think um, finding somebody that actually line up with my kinks and my my philosophies and all of that is kind of difficult with or without the kink piece. But that definitely uh-huh. adds another layer. <laughs> I'm a little trippy. What can I say? Yes, you are a very difficult person. Thanks. But I like you still. The uh, the the that. When you talk about the vanilla and kink balance, again, it's always just comes down to the basic communication. If you can communicate with your partner, hopefully, ideally, which most of us is probably too late for that because you've probably already been with your partner forever. But it's like if you before you get with your partner, communicate who you are. It it could be embarrassing. Like I've I've literally had before the wife. I literally have girls like ah no, I'm not into that kind of stuff. And I'm like cool. Like, I know I kind of don't have the um, being totally embarrassed kind of gene. And so, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. And you know, that's he, not what it is. I had more of the embarrassment gene when yeah. I was hiding. I got Because after divorce, I was out straight away with everybody. I'm not going to be monogamous. That yeah. was, you know, and I, that was the piece I was able to be out with right up front. And it just made my life easy because there were no lies. You know, like. I, that, I was going to ask you the question. I waited to the podcast to ask you this question. So, like, sometimes I see your eyes. Like, you look like you look at me like, God damn, are you that crazy? But like, when we were at um, when we were shopping and I and that and I was telling that lady that we're building paddles to for a kink party and stuff like that. Do you does that kind of shock you a little bit, or does that kind of? No, well, I mean, you know me now, but you know, at least initially, did it like, God damn, he's really open about this stuff. No, it actually makes me really happy because um, I'm out with my family to the degree that I'm able to be out with them. They don't really want to know any details, mm-hmm. but all my kids definitely know. They'd they'd all walked into my house when I had a dungeon in my living room, mm-hmm. so. I was grateful my parents never came to visit because I wasn't willing to bring them in there. Um, but um, in terms of the paddle and things, I love it. I think being out is really how we find balance and happiness within ourselves is to be honest and to be out. And didn't it seem like, like for example, when we got those donuts and I had the Beyond Kink shirt on, it was. It seems like it just opens people more up to us. Like it's, it's like they the it's almost like, oh, wow, we can actually talk to them and, and we can say something about that lifestyle and it doesn't have to be so hidden. And I think that's that's kind of a, I don't know why I just do that in there, but it just seemed like it was it was something that we had been experiencing as we've been working and traveling around. And, and you know, it's like I try to make people uncomfortable and, and then people are, are, abs- are willing to talk to us and it would, it was complete strangers. And, and I, I've always been like that too. That's why it doesn't shock me. Okay. I've been the one that shocks everybody also throughout my lifetime. And so it just brings me a smile. <laughs> and really, it's also served me well as a coach because for my whole life, people have been able to talk to me about things they've never been able to talk to anyone else with. And they tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and their most intimate things because they know I'm not going to judge them. Yeah. Well, that that moves us. I'm going to 
I'm going to speak a little bit part about this next one, but it's kind of what I've been trying to say, like that whole transition, that transition from, from the, just the kink, uh, the kink life and the, uh, your vanilla life and the moving. Okay. I don't know. What are you trying to say? I know. I was just saying it's getting long. Okay. Okay. She's like, she's, she's, uh, Throwing hand signals instead of writing me the messages like she should have been. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Craziness is going on over out here. But, you know, like, um, instead of, take a look at it this way. If you're, if you're hiding your kink or if you're keeping the world separated, then take your side bitch, which is your kink, and make it to your main bitch. All right? How about that? Try that one time. Obviously, I'm not talking about everybody, but if you're a single person, try to, try to make it your main bitch and see if you enjoy life a little bit better instead of saying that I'm always having my side bitch, but I'm a, I want a vanilla person. Because you never know that vanilla vanilla relationship you're looking for could be a kinkster. And you could be two kinksters also, including a vanilla relationship in their life. Confidentiality versus exposure. We have... A, we have you know, like I have, as you could probably imagine, I deal with a lot of people that talk to me about, I want to come to your parties and stuff, but I can't have my identity exposed. And uh, believe me or not, you know, I got I got former politicians. I got um, bat, head basketball coaches. I got um, activists. It's got different people who want to be, but they're worried about that exposure. And they're they're worried like they they are actively preventing they're trying to prevent the worlds to collide. You know, I what I just did I just threw my hands up in the air because that I think it's as we just said at the beginning it's an imminent collision of the two worlds. But it's not my it's not my duty to expose anybody. But and and it's not yours to expose somebody else either. You know, like it's. And like this, if you don't, we got to build trust in this lifestyle. I don't give a fuck what you think about that person. And if it's, if, if you came to my party and I know most of y'all don't like Donald Trump, but if Donald Trump was over there pissing on somebody, then you don't have the right to go in there and talk about him after the party. Not at my parties. So, you know, like that's, that's, so in, in that, that respect for confidentiality, goes for everybody and like it, it, you don't have to be a politician or a star or something like that like i'm trying to respect everybody and whatever if they feel like they have to have a confidentiality about that just because i'm open doesn't mean that you have to be if if you don't want to be it's a tougher life at least it was for me and um i and m was it you it, it was kind of tougher life than that right you know then just be open like how you are now it was way tougher hiding yeah and so like we're, we're not, again, we're not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. We're going to only speak to our own experience and the people that we know that have that have a more open life. And like, can, you, can you imagine if you're in a relationship where you both actually like each other and you're both kinksters and you're both experiencing these things and 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 if you want to dress, you know, cross-dress, then your partner doesn't care. Or if you want to get anal fisted and your partner doesn't care, like this is... It, it could be a, a fucking beautiful life. I mean, I think that's ultimately what a lot of us want. We still want companionship, 
But we would like to have it where you don't have to hide half your goddamn life to do it. I mean, that's really what we kind of wanted to talk about today. And again, if if you're trying to go from fantasy to reality, go back to some of our earlier episodes and, and listen to those steps that we have talked about. We also are are here for you. Like if you send us a message um, um, to questions at beyond-kink.com or info at beyond-kink.com, we'll, we'll respond to your questions. We have, we have a, a few or a couple of emails about, you know, about some, some responses to some earlier stuff and, and we'll read it. We'll read them in uh, future episodes, but just communicate with us. We'll kind of give you, more in depth of what we feel is the right way to go about it. And if you haven't been to a party, and that's, you know, that's the INM, that was the kind of the premise behind making Kicking Curious, right? It was just to get those people to decide to start crossing that line, but in a, a, a little, little more softer more. way. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're walking in and seeing, you know, five guys on one girl or something like that. You don't have to walk in and see that your first event. You can come out and you can just meet some people and have it be a casual setting. You can ask some questions and just meet some people and have a good time. Yeah, and so it's it's uh, it's my opposite of of me, and 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 I thought that was important for us to get out there is to put something opposite. Like if you go to one of my game bangs and and if you're a a a person with a dick. And you're just standing there and you can't get hard. I'm be like, what the fuck are you doing? You said you want to come to my gang, man. Let's get it going. Let's get to, get the fucking, let's get this going. There's a bit a little bit more pressure to come to my game bang than it is to come to Kinky Curious. Kinky Curious, you come in there and just learn and listen and build and partner with somebody if they want to partner with you. So that's that's it's a shameless plug, but I thought I would throw that in there. There's just there's other people, and I've said that, like I said, we've said it many times in these in these other episodes. There's plenty of ways to get get yourself out from behind the the computer screen, behind the phone screen, and get out there and start to to make this a reality. Uh, and if you're single, it's a lot easier. If you're in a, a partnership and the partner doesn't know, it's a lot harder. And you have to make those tough decisions. Those and is the one thing we didn't say is is it worth it? And we can't answer that for you. Is it worth it to sit there and tell your partner, which may end the relationship, tell your family, which may end the destroy or blow up? I'm not gonna say destroy, but blow up the family um, setting to be more into the kink world. That's really the biggest question. Is it worth it? Is it worth that time? And if you don't feel like it's worth it, then maybe you continue to do what you're doing. If you feel like you have to do it because you can't and it's gonna be worth it. Then you take that leap. So that's all a bit. That's all on you. That's all on you to figure out what it's worth and 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 understand what you're getting involved with. So I and M, do you have anything else to throw into that before we kind of wrap it up for today? I was just going to say it's a really scary leap, and the costs within the mess are high, and the rewards on this side of it for me are so far beyond anything I expected, my body's relaxed mm. in a way I never was relaxed. I feel good in my own skin yeah. for the first time in my life. And I think that's really important. And that's just one less stress. You know, like we had so many stresses. We got to worry about money. We got to worry about fucking COVID. We got to worry about all kinds of shit. But at least we have one less stress, right? Shit. 
that's just so fucking amazing. And if y'all knew my schedule for this weekend, you'd be like, God damn, you're a bad motherfucker. But it's some less stress, some more stress. But it's, it's I just, me incorporating my life, it, I didn't ever, I guess I never really answered. For me, I am the one of the happiest persons. And I would say that I was split up into multiple persons. I'm one of the happiest persons that I am now because of I wasn't happy before. I wasn't happy and I wasn't happy. I'm so fucking happy. I don't I don't have to work at a traditional nine to five. I'm completely out as a kingster. I get to enjoy life. I got young friends. I got older friends. I got my age friends. My my um, I got black friends, white friends. Everybody. I got. I look at that. I'm like. What the hell is that guy in the Rainbow Coalition? What is it? Jesse Jackson. I'm like Jesse Jackson. I got I got fucking people all over the place. So I know I'm I'm becoming one of the like if I can make a successful business out of this stuff, then I will be on fucking cloud nine. And and I got my kids. I can't ask for nothing better. But that doesn't mean that you that you can go down that route. But there is light at the end of the tumble if you take that leap. So that's what we got for you today. I hope that um, this gives you a little bit more insight. I'm sure it's going to spark some questions. Give us a uh, give us a ring, and then an email, or go to our link tree backslash Beyond Kink thing app or whatever the hell that thing is. Is it Link Tree? Yeah, it's Link Tree. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy as hell? It's it, it's a oh, web okay. it's a website. Okay, so and it has our connections for everything. It's Check us out. Start following us. Subscribe to us. We, uh, before we kind of, I don't know, we'll be past that week. Damn it. Well, if you get a chance, um, give us some feedback on the, we're going to be on, we're going to do an Instagram live and give us some feedback. You're going to see, you're going to be like, I didn't know he actually looked like that. He's so gorgeous. And you know, you're going to be very impressed by my looks if you ask the Instagram live. Can we put filters on that so that I can look good? We got you. All right. So then. Especially with the filters, that would look like a sexy, sexy young Denzel. Maybe a young Denzel. Anyway, it's about that time, and uh, we actually do have a story for you this week. And again, I have the—I don't get to read it because it's a female-led one. So, what time is it? It's story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time. Motherfucker. Go ahead, I am. What you got for us? All right, here it is. In February of 2009, my husband and I decided to end our vanilla marriage as neither of us were satisfied with one another. Not knowing what I really wanted, I decided I would take some time for self-evaluation and reflection. I spent the next five years alone, celibate, and focused on my needs and desires for an ideal relationship. Knowing the levels of love, respect, and energy I put into my partner and what levels I expect in return, I decided I was ready to search for a new person to spend my time with. When I started this search, I was still unaware that a vanilla relationship wasn't for me. From March of 2014 to August of 2014, I encountered a lot of liars, cheaters, and guys who only wanted sex. I was so confused as to why relationships were becoming obsolete and growing frustrated with my lack of success in finding one. 
August 12, 2014, was the beginning of my sexual awakening. I encountered a profile for a gentleman named Master Kenny. I gave the name no weight or value as I had no knowledge of his position. We talked for about a week and decided to meet up to see how our energy and vibe felt before deciding to move forward with any kind of relationship. There had been light conversation about the title master, the reason and the duties through our week of conversation, but there was not much depth or energy given to that topic yet. During our first face-to-face encounter, this man told me things about myself that I wasn't ready to hear. He told me he knew I wanted to have sex with him. I did. But he wasn't supposed to know that. He also told me that sex is only taboo because we have been told it should be. He told me that humans are the only mammals that mate for life while all other creatures mate when they want, with who they want. He told me that I have a higher sexual appetite than most women. He told me that filling that craving doesn't make me a whore either. It makes me a sexually healthy woman. We left the public location we met at and went to have sex. And when I parted ways with him, I had the worst mixed emotions ever. I refused to speak to him for a week afterwards. So many things he said were true. So many things were comfortable. I had never been so relaxed with someone. I had never had sex on a first encounter like that because that's dirty, nasty, trashy, and everything else the world told us to think. After I realized that he was exactly right, I was just more sexual than some women, and that having sex with him upon meeting him didn't make me a whore, I called him back. He was very understanding that he had forced me to think about things. He expected some silence but he said he also expected my return. He and I began a DD-LG relationship, daddy-dom, little-girl relationship. Over the course of the next two and a half years, he opened my eyes to the lifestyle. He loved to watch others having their way with me. At first, I was so scared that he would be upset afterwards, or he would think I liked them more than him, or he would think I was dirty for having sex with another guy. All the negative things the world had taught me to think about sex. But every time after someone had come over to play, he would send them on their way and come to the bed and hold me so tight. The forehead kisses, the strength and security of his arms, the stimulation and arousal he would get, how he would tell me what he liked about the encounter from both me and the temporary friend. Everything about the lifestyle became so natural and normal. Sex became normal and fun, and I found an entire community of like-minded, fun, freaky friends that feel more like family than anything else. Well, you know, that's a very good story. I think that it's a, um, it's a very interesting, typical story that... Uh, uh, you kind of set your boundaries and you kind of say, well, I ain't a whore, but let's go get busy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, it, first of all, thank you very much for sharing your story. And, and, you know, I got the, 
it, it there are people like to say, well, it's not a really like a a very like um, intense story and stuff like that. I've, you're not you're not understanding. That's what makes it so interesting is that it doesn't have to be like you. It's not you don't have to be thrown off a cliff to enter to the kink world. So there's many ways of entering the kink world. I mean, what did you think about that? Oh, I thought it was beautiful. He, um, I mean, he encouraged her to be herself yeah. and gave her the space to do that. So that was a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And then she was able to relax into herself through their relationship. Mm. And I, I think it's an important story. And it was very, it shows the, um, the empowerment. It shows the, um, that what, what, what we said with the, when then, when that guy said, oh, I, I like gangbangs. Let's get let's do it. It was like, it's kind of like that. Oh, you're okay with it. It's it's all right. It's over to jump in with it. So, I really I really think it was a, you know, a good story. You know, like, I we just I'm always just so curious, and I, we just love to hear these different stories because, and I'm glad not everybody came into the lifestyle like I did. You know, like it it's it really is a a very, very um interesting part that we added to this podcast because it, it wasn't originally a part of it and then we decided to do that it's like adding your story so please again we we just got an influx of stories but we need more we would we, we want to make this a solid portion of our of, a, of our podcast so email us your story at your story at beyond-kink.com because we can use always use more stories so to kind of wrap it up for today, you know, next week's episode, <laughs> next week's episode, well, I'm, I think I have some kind of special, you know, like we haven't talked about it yet. Um, so let me talk about it with M and, and um, I&M and, and we'll kind of go through it. So it's going to be a little bit of a secret, but I, I think I want to go back to a story that I told you that I wanted to tell y'all later and, and kind of dive into a story. So it might be a, a little bit shorter of a podcast. But it's a fucking incredible story. And I, I, I want to, I think I'm going to dive into that next week. So that, that um, is kind of basically it. We are about to be busy as shit. I know it's the end of this podcast, but we're about to go and do some setting up and, and planning and getting ready for the party on the 15th. So the 15th of May, which will then be almost a week later by the time the story comes out. So, Kingsters, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking us out. Please keep telling people about it. Follow us on Instagram. Do what you do to make sure that we can all live in this world and live in this space. And as always, keep it kinky. Peace. Shouts out to all the Kingsters that tuned in this week to listen to another episode of Beyond Kink with Master Dion. Don't forget to like, comment, and hit that subscribe. To stay connected with me, Master Dion, follow at Beyond Kink on Instagram and all social media platforms. As always, keep it kinky.